0: This is part four of a four-part podcast. Hi, my name's Ryan. I've been a supporter of Paul's for many years now. I wish to get the podcast on video creation part of the system we call Paul back up to full speed. And I think Patreon support is a big part of that system. Go over to patreon.com slash Paul Wheaton. Make a pledge for each artifact that Paul creates. Again, the site is patreon.com slash Paul Wheaton. You can also find the link in the podcast notes. Enjoy the podcast. Okay. Um, Paul closed a historically public road that crosses his property. It has rightfully upset many longtime neighbors. Oh, Lord. Okay, my response. I have closed a private road that crosses my property. Uh, I think that the people upset would be angry if I pulled up to their private property and dumped 20 loads of garbage.
1: I know. I, I can't believe how many times we have explained this and that the historically public road was a fallacy that was put in writing so people believed it. And, and I, you know, we've told this story I don't know how many All times. Right. And I sat in a meeting with the code enforcement officer who said, it's a private road. It's not, you know, and yep. there's no nothing yep. they can do about it. It's the Department of Making road. You
0: Sad is making them sad because the Department of Making You Sad is saying, it's a private road. It's not a historic road. Right. It's a private road, right? Don't go on it. It's private.
1: Well, yeah, I I I'm just shocked. I mean, and now I I noticed somebody else that I really ex- respect and admire, a couple different people, were posting in social media about, um, you know, right to access. We should have the right to access the wilderness, and da 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 da, da. and and I understand that if it's public owned land there is there is an, uh, a healthy right to access and yet i am so incredibly frustrated dismayed and disappointed in my fellow humans who destroy nature with their litter, with their vandalism to the natural environment, whether they're tearing up the soil or chopping down trees or, you know, that are destroying trees instead of just gathering trees to use for whatever. I, I, uh, yes, it's wonderful to get out in nature. It's wonderful to get out in the forest. It's wonderful to get out on public lands. Uh, But private lands, private homeowners should not have private landowners should not be subjected to public that creates work for them and all public passing through. I, I, I don't think that's an exaggeration to say all. I think all public passing through a natural environment leave a mess behind and leave destruction behind. I, I wish, I wish it weren't true and I think there's a good contingent of people who try to leave things better and pack out even additional waste as well as their own waste, but Holy shmolies. It's horrible how destructive people are.
0: I, I think that um, this is a case where people want something and, you know, rather than pay for it, they're going to try crazy and hostile and see if it works. It might work. Yeah. And um, but now they're all done and they gave up. But here is um, 47 pushing the point. And it's like, okay, um, I suppose that the thing to do would be to contact the county and and have them, uh, uh, you know, try and make a change. And, uh, you know, but guess what? The county's already been contacted. The county has proven without a doubt that it is a private road. It's over. It's done. It's a private road. They've tried everything they can think of. It's a private road. If you want it to be not a private road, you should have bought the land before I did, if you want it to be public and whatever. But anyway, the, the key is um, really what people want is they want to avoid paying dump fees. And yeah. they had a spot where they can go dump, and they want to go back to dumping.
1: Or party and leave all their party detritus behind. Sure. So
0: it is an especially beautiful piece of property.
1: Yeah, they just And
0: so, but why would you want to dump garbage where you're like this is so yeah. beautiful. Let's dump garbage here.
1: And the whole the argument in 47 isn't going this far, but oh, it's a historically public road. People have just tried to force that in this They've tried to force that and force it back open. Never ever once has somebody said, Oh, well, I know you've suffered vandalism and littering and dumping. You know, is there any way we could ha- and, and erosion on the road and erosion on your soil from people doing wheelies in their ATVs and donuts in their ATVs and having races with their dirt bikes, you know you know if we paid you so much to mitigate the road damage or whatever would you be willing to open it? You know, nobody has ever ever suggested mitigating the expense and damage of the public having access.
0: Right. Or, Uh, Or even like, you know
1: I'm a little will frustrated. You,
0: will you open it if we give you a pie?
1: <laughs> Not even that, yeah. <laughs> Not even, yeah. That. Not even no, that. No, no.
0: It's all been uh, it's all been hostility. Uh, and let's just say it over and over and over again often enough, and maybe it'll eventually work. Yeah. And it's like, no, I suppose that that might work on stupid people. All right, so next item on the list. The earth-bermed cabin known as Allerton Abbey or Wafati 0.7 should be condemned. The building is unevenly sinking. My response, and we repaired it. Two engineers have looked it over and declared it to be safe. So, Allerton Abbey is awesome. Allerton Abbey is amazing. And right now, Allerton Abbey does need a little bit more work. Um, It's not ready to do the ATI test this year, but we feel very confident that it'll be ready next year. And it's been one long list of silly after another.
1: And the laboratory is called the laboratory because it's for experiments like Allerton Abbey. Yeah. I just, that's worth pointing out. So I think
0: that when the time comes, we'll build a third Wafati and that one will be ten times more awesome than Allerton Abbey. And, um, uh, at that point in time when it's complete and we've got a year into it, then we can write a book, make a DVD, things like that about Wafatis. But the key is, is that, um, uh, uh, 47 and one other person, neither of whom are engineers, um, looked at it and they through weird fits and they they're like oh it should be condemned it should be burned to the ground is what was repeatedly suggested by these two people and um and and build it over again and it's kind of like um are you kidding it just it just needs a little bit of a mend in two spots that's all it needs and the design is such that it's mendable <laughs> and so we did we totally mended it and um as it, as luck should have it then, uh, during the, the jamboree, um was it during the jamboree? No, it was during the PDC. Yeah, it was during the PDC. During the PDC. Is that right? No, it, it was during the jamboree. It I was
1: don't during know.
0: The, so it was during the jamboree. It just happened to be, I'm giving the tour and there are two people on the tour that are engineers. Hmm. And I told them what was happening and what we did to mend it. And what we did to, to keep any of it from sinking any further. And um, they were like, you've over-engineered it. It's now super-duper rock-solid. Nice. So we are in awesome, awesome shape. But um, to a person that is not an engineer obviously those two people did not see a way to repair it. Yeah. And so it's like, well, I guess when it comes to being an engineer, I'm better at it than they are. Okay, next one. Paul finally paid me real dollars for a bounty I completed in 2016. Um, in my response, I paid real dollars because that is what we agreed to. And I paid it when agreed to be paid. It was agreed in writing, now of course I'm talking about email writing, uh-huh. that it would be tested in August to see how it performed in the driest time of year and the money paid was a BONUS
1: on top of other funds that were paid just for trying. Yeah. So there was a payment in 2016, and then the bonus in, in August 2017. Right.
0: Much yeah. larger payment was in 2016, and this was a little bit of a payment on top of it, if it worked. Yeah. Um, and even though there were a lot of errors, uh, including things that were not documented, the end results were barely adequate I paid the full bonus precisely on time not one second late
1: yeah and he was horrible about it just oh
0: yeah I mean it was this constant barrage of like why the fuck haven't you paid me you owe me this money instead of and you the- remind him again like it says we need to test it in August I mean it was it was like right. April yeah May no wait, it was May because up until May, everything was lovely. And then it was in May, everything started going to hell.
1: Yeah.
0: And so it was in May. Why the fuck haven't you been, you owe me this money. And it's it's like, okay, read the thing that you're commenting on. See right there. August. Yeah. Test. Yeah. Bonus. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, he was being, he got ugly. All right. Next item. He says, Jocelyn hosted and cooked for tasty potlucks. And in fact, um, we ended up not calling them potlucks.
1: We called them feast nights because uh, we didn't want it required that people bring an item for potluck because um, that would have kept a lot of people away. And, And for Paul... It would have driven him crazy to call it a potluck and have people not really contribute anyway. Yeah. Um. So we just called them feast nights. And mostly we provided the lion's share of the food. 47 usually brought some food uh, and treated it a little more like a potluck than some people. But, but these were particularly during the winter where we opened up the house... Uh, it was a feast and a shower night. They could come in and shower in the Fisher Price House and, um, have a feast night. And, and, um, so that was something else besides the food you paid for, which I see you have a note there. You know, we also paid people to come clean the bathroom after, yeah,
0: you know, six,
1: six or eight residents who are working hard and, you know, basically winter camping they come pretty muddy and dirty when they come to take a shower only once a week <laughs> well and there <laughs> and, were some
0: people who we worked something out so that they came more often than once a week
1: oh yeah and then yeah but then you know you have six you know hard working people using a shower you know we would Hire someone to clean up after them, because I I don't have time to clean up after everybody.
0: Right.
1: So um, there was more expense.
0: It seems like the day after the feast night, there was usually somebody who would come in from Ant Village for like four hours and then, you know. Do some cleaning. And then we would pay them for that yeah and so you know it was mostly to clean up after the ants,
1: yeah so and there there was a cash
0: there, yeah so they made they income made
1: opportunity to come clean
0: all right so then my response was and I paid uh, for the food for these events we estimate that the amount I paid for food to feed forty seven at these events is about half of what he paid for rent
1: so we've been racking up all the different expenses you know
0: yeah um, as I said earlier, the Ant Village project runs in the red. Okay, his next point. Uh, I'm I'm probably a spiteful dick for writing all of this. And my response is, I agree with your analysis. <laughs> so, and so uh, his final note, uh, fuck permaculture and fuck my permaculture reputation. My response is, unlike 47, I'm in this for the long haul, and I'm not interested in throwing this away so casually. Uh, There were 160 comments, uh, including a bunch of hate towards Jeff Lawton. Uh, A lot of hate in general. There's a subreddit called Paul Wheaton Watch, and there was a lot of references to that. Yeah. Um, uh,
1: yeah. And because it's on Reddit, it must be true that you're awful.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, and I I think that a lot of the um, people... That we, uh, we banned from Permies that they end up going to the subreddit. Um, uh, there's a quote. I was excited about his podcast. Nope. More shitty roommate drama than science. So I guess our podcast today is shitty roommate drama. Um, which I think is legit. I mean, I think for a lot of people, they'd much rather hear about seeds and um, huggle culture and natural building, uh, rocket mass heaters, Food stuff forest, like that. Yeah. But this is—we're getting to the nitty-gritty of community shit, and and I kind of feel like um, I like the idea of making this podcast so that it gives me more traction and moving forward. Um, so it's like, you know, if you don't like shitty roommate drama, then, then skip it. There was a bunch of hate for Jack. Um, all right. What a ride. Uh, so what happened in the middle of May that changed everything? Why was everything fine at the beginning of May? And then around May 25th, I get the, the three concerns to me, out of all this stuff, my behavior was rock solid. Awesome. 47 seemed to be fine until mid May. And then he seemed to need to paint everything with a shit colored paintbrush and tell the world on Reddit. To this day, I have no idea what happened. Here is my speculation. Now, Jocelyn's going to disagree with my speculation. So, but let me just, I'm I'm gonna get through it. 47 sucked at gardening. Rather than ask for help or just choose to not garden, he decided to move on to other things. He had always said his time here was temporary. Of course, this is Ant Village, and the idea is to learn if you are an ant or a grasshopper. It is just you and a plot of bare land. If you suck at gardening, was it nature's fault? If it isn't your fault, and it isn't nature's fault, then who fucked up? So, I kind of feel like the thing that happened is he decided to go, but he had trouble living within his own skin. And, and so the way that he could live within his own skin is if he could point at me and say, Paul fucked me. That's my best guess. That's, and again, speculation. Rain. I am making this up. I have no real idea. But I I do know that everything seemed just fine at the beginning of May. And, and we were on a strong growth path
1: um, from what we could tell I think there had been festering since the ant village challenge didn't happen uh, and then I think there were wa- you know people just didn't have the relationship with you in some ways to know you know that there's a richer side to you uh, they just started making these assumptions and it started being a founder's syndrome kind of thing all together with with little negativity here plus little negativity there and we had always planned for there to be multiple kinds of fiefdoms and again you know here's that feudal language again right you know we we had always envisioned a diverse community in ways that you know someone might be really into growing vegetables someone might be really good at hunting someone else might want to do agile work and might want to be your assistant uh you know for your online stuff you know we someone else would want to come in and clean house we just imagine this interlocking overlaid you know Mm. economics here and that wasn't coming together. It had kind of faltered a little bit because we had really similar interests and skill sets with a lot of the Aunt Village residents and they're just and you couldn't fund everybody's interests which weren't things that you really needed or wanted. And sometimes their skill sets weren't a match for what you could fund or need or want so i think the income models um that ant village residents had weren't coming through like i talked about earlier and i think their fall i think their fallback plan was that (laughs) whoever won the challenge would have you know basically free rent for life and they could all move on that plot if they as a fallback plan and they didn't have that and so I think all of this combined and then May I stopped doing feast nights because we were prepping you know the weather was nicer and we were prepping for things and we fired up the showers and not that that but all of these little things eroded, eroded, eroded. And it was a founder syndrome, Um, you know, and that made me think, where's that, you know, hand wave? They're jealous, like sex folks did when you need it. I, I think you were easy to blame, whether it's, you know, I think the gardening isn't necessarily the biggest piece of it or wasn't probably for 47, but I think it was a lot of little things that created some founder syndrome. And I, I think there are things we could have done better to some extent. I don't think, and we're trying to work those into future designs. And, and so I've been pretty hard on, okay, what could we have done different? What could we do better? And I don't think we necessarily did anything wrong. I think we're human and I think you are who you are. I am who I am. Uh, but I think since we are human and I'm probably more humble than you are, I, I, I know we're not. Perfect, so there's always room for improvement, and I think we've really uh, evaluated a lot of those things and are looking at making those better. And we're always trying to have the community um, that we envision. So, I,
0: I kind of feel like um, if we'd had a lovely PDC, <laughs> then we probably would have had. Four to eight people who attended the PDC choose to join the community in one form or another, um, and then uh, later came the jamboree, and um, I, I, I and through just you know people coming by and everything, I, I think that basically the population up on the lab by. Uh, uh, this time would have basically doubled and instead it's dropped by a couple um and for a lot of this we're talking about they and it's like they is two people maybe three um, and and we're only talking about it because and we're we're doing the opposite thing of what I want to do like we're 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 basically uh we're falling for Cunningham's law yeah and so Cunningham's law states that if you want to get a good answer on the internet don't ask a polite question don't ask a simple polite question instead state stuff that is blatantly false and and you'll get a much better answer and so here we are uh, rewarding awful people and um, I, I do kind of think that there is something to be done in this in this space to try to make it so that, you know, things go better from this, um, in a lot of ways. All right, did did you say all the stuff you needed? I did. Okay, all right, all right. I said that part. All right, moving on, we're we're getting towards the end here. And um, uh moving on to the Fouch video. A quick history uh, revisit and how the Fouches fit in. So about May 25, I get the three concerns, and I'm told that I need to visit with the ants when the PDC and ATC are over. About a month. At this time, I think that everything is going really well at Ant Village I think in fact we're wrapping up the kickstarter and I'm thinking oh good I'm going to have funds to put back into the bounty program actual money and on top of that I know that the residents have been feeling like we need more people in our community and I think that with all of this stuff that we're doing I think it's going to add people to the community and so I'm I'm doing all this work to try to improve things up there um I give an all day tour on May 27th, and the PDC starts on May 28th. On day two of the PDC, the Fouches behaved extremely poorly. And this is, this is such an extreme poorly, it's like, how are you going to be comfortable in your own skin after behaving so poorly? And so it was awkward um and and it was i think they knew that they they shit the bed and they're trying to make the best after they shit the bed and i'm trying to let it go i'm trying to just move forward um but they took it to, they 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 never got to be that bad again but now they're like beha- they're they're behaving poorly in another way Uh, As the PDC went on, it seemed that the Fouches created a Fouch group that was a fountain of something ugly. If you watch the videos, you can see it. Fortunately, out of about 35 people, this was limited to just 7 people. Several of uh, the other students told me how the Fouch group behavior was super icky. I ended up spending huge portions of my life in my office trying to calm people that were upset and trying to even understand what it was that they wanted. In the end, these seven people did not complete the PDC, although they did stay until the end. The Fouches left the next day. And the day after that, they posted a video telling the world what a terrible person I am. Uh, the stuff they mention is the locked gate and the willow feeder thing. So, with the mouse, yeah, yeah. Well, they didn't. Even, I don't think they mentioned the mouse. Oh, in right. Video. Just
1: the po- okay.
0: But you know, sanitation. Sanitation And it's issues. like, it turns out there was a mouse in the willow feeder. That's the sanitation issues. The video was a surprise to me. Not only because the Fouches asked for access to the event in exchange for good PR. This is clearly not good PR. But their time here has to do with the PDC, not Ant Village. As far as I knew, the ants were all super happy. So... I go up to Ant Village to ask, what the fuck? And learn that Evan and Kai are looking for the door. What? Here it is many months later, and bits and bobs have trickled in. It seems that 47 has been working hard to poison as much as possible. I wonder if the poor behavior of the Fouches and the video... Are 100% rooted in this bizarre shitstorm from 47.
1: I disagree, but
0: it's okay. It sounds like every evening during the PDC, so I've, this is something I've been told afterwards. Oh. That this is something I've learned like just in the last month and six weeks, something like that. 47 would come down and tell his tales of woe. The Fouch group and 47 would come up with as many things as they could think of to sabotage things here at Wheaton Labs. So, the Fauches behaved very poorly. Their video states that I asked them to come here, so I went and looked, and she emailed me and asked if she could come here. The video says I would never allow my children to be there. And there's her children. They were here for two weeks. The trade was for good PR. I think they don't understand what that means. And then her videos show her kids attending the classes. What the fuck? She must have accidentally forgot to buy a ticket for them. Her big thing is all about being a Christian, but the video really seems like a big gob of hate. So as much as the Fouches may have been triggered by some weird hate fest, they could have stuck to the deal. They could, have, they could have made and put out good PR, or been a good Christian and teach joy, or just choose to not believe some guy stuck in a weird hate rut. But they made it clear that they come from drama, and it shows. I was warned about them before they came, but I didn't think it would end like this. When the Fauches put out their nasty video, they apparently emailed our instructors and guest instructors. I guess it was an attempt to just to destroy my reputation, my projects, my future events. Most of those people emailed me to say that the Fauches are fools. One of the emails came from Helen Atow, who said that this is what she sent to the Fauches in response to their email. This is, Helen's, this is Helen's words, and I, cannot, I can't try to uh, uh, mimic her voice. Uh, no. I must respectfully disagree with you on this criticism of the Wheaton Lab PDC. I was one of the instructors at the 2017 PDC where I greatly enjoyed the depth and intensity of discussions with all the students, instructors, and staff, including with both you and Nick. I have spent nearly 20 years arguing with Paul since I met him at my Master Gardener course where he was a student. We disagree more often than we agree. Yet, I always feel respected and safe and am often inspired to delve deeper in my farm and garden practice and into the academic, ecological, horticulture and soil science literature to back up my disagreements with Paul. The interactive discussion I had as an instructor at this 2017 Wheaton Labs PDC has excited and inspired me to a much clearer understanding of permaculture theories and the farming systems I have been experimenting with and evolving for 30 years. I think respectful disagreement is like the sharp edge between forest and meadow in a natural ecosystem. It is the place where all the transition activity is happening. I very much appreciate Paul and Jocelyn for providing this kind of inspiring forum. It allows me to participate in a much larger discussion, even when my natural inclination is to stay on my farm getting my hands dirty. Okay. Um, to wrap up, with um, this little bit with the Fauci stuff, I got a note in here saying uh, I think that the uh, the Fauci video emboldened 47 to write, and um, basically it's a negativity loop. So I believe um, 47's negativity led to the Fauci video, which led to 47 writing what he wrote. That is like ooh.
1: Look, I can be famous. Well, and yeah, there were some other people feeding into the negativity loop in large and small ways, too. So, um, yeah. All right. Moving, moving along.
0: Uh, something happened in May and turned 47 from happy to fountain of evil. Uh, damn. Uh, it seemed to spread to others. Damn. Oh, well. It seems this is behind us, and we can now move forward again. I'm still baffled as to what actually happened, but people are so very human. Uh, special note. During the PDC, we were broadcasting it live. Uh, oh, this, this one. I like this one. Okay. I made a statement that I feel pretty proud of, and an expert watching the live feed verified it to be true, and it's this. All of human history and 90% of human psychology fits into one sentence. Most people need to hear their own opinion from all other people and are frustrated that they don't have the might to make it right. The expert said, I absolutely agree with that statement. I'd even add to it and are frustrated that they don't have the might to make it right. So instead, they transform the problems unique to their brain into everybody else's problems. Mm-hmm. This is pretty much the root cause analysis of social dysfunction. So, FYI, the expert, a practicing psychologist, gives me a thumbs up and gives the Fouches a thumbs down. <laughs> okay. Last item to respond to: the puddle people. Hmm. All right. So, um, all right. Um, there are two. Uh, there's at a certain point this summer. There are two gappers on the lab. Uh, one with Steve the ant and one with Jesse the ant. Uh, male and female. Uh, sex and not sex. Feelings are hurt. I suspect that 47 is right there pouring the ick. Uh, one leaves and is picked up by the puddle people. And that's my name for them, the puddle people. The puddle people actually come onto the lab and that's the problem they see a mud puddle and they end up writing that people at the lab are drinking from the mud puddles why why would the people not drink from the wells or the water from base camp i mean at the moment we don't have running water up there but we are going to have a creek you you will see one day there will be a creek <laughs> i will make it so uh Among this is how the buildings that people are living in are not complete, and how can I provide such substandard housing <laughs> yeah. mm. so it's like uh, uh so clearly they don't understand what the what ant village is right I provided bare land right all right
1: and and you tried. They explain people to get their houses complete before winter. <laughs> and they did, yeah, follow that kind
0: of. The crazy shit that they write makes it abundantly clear: people should not be on the lab without direct supervision from somebody that knows what is going on, or they've listened to a bunch of podcasts or something. I mean, the stuff that they wrote was so fucking nuts, and um, I think. Like Justin Rhodes came by afterwards and posted a uh, took a video and he posted it, and I was participating in the comments and I believe it was the Puddle People that came and said, "How can you treat people so poorly? What are you talking about?" And and they said there were there were people that were up there that were your guests, so they're talking about the person that they picked up, oh, their, gosh. their their relative that they picked up. And, and so they're saying that I, and it's like, well, they weren't my guests. They were somebody else's guests. And, and it's like, uh, that was ant village. That's camping until somebody has built something. Yeah. Um, but anyway, no, they were, they were emphatic in the comments. Uh, Yeah, that
1: you are treating people poorly. Okay,
0: let me read the next. uh, My next. The whole thing is so dumb that I think it's pretty obvious to be ridiculous. Of course, 47 loves it. Now you have a.
1: Yeah. I. Yeah. Um, I think that there were were more negativity loops in just 47. Um, so that's why I inserted that here. And then also, all, yeah, all the puddle people comments were people that were up there hosted by Ant Village people, and they really weren't being helped or guided appropriately. And then a guest of a guest came, and they weren't guided or informed pr- appropriately about what was right. going on. So um, if we did any, you know, and it's not like we can tell residents they can't have guests. We just try to make sure they inform people as, you know, and then we've gotten criticism for that too. I've said okay, you know, make sure they get this directions thing before, I don't know, it just gets crazy. I
0: think it really kind of proves the point that I made long before I bought the property about how the property needs to be divided into four sections. And then it's like um, uh, if you're just somebody wandering in, you come to base camp. If you understand permaculture to this level, then you can go to section one on the lab. And then if you understand it to this level, then you're allowed on section two. You know, that kind of thing. I mean, there needs to right. be... Because otherwise... Because, like, the puddle people, it's like, okay, we'll, well, we'll meet you at base camp. And then that gapper would have met them at base camp and never would have seen the lab. Because it to them, obviously to them, it's crazy. It's crazy shit. Okay. So there's the puddle people. Right. I thought... 47 was an all right guy. Something happened in May, and 47 went icky. Um, and, and could it be the agent of FUD? Pure uncertainty and doubt. You know, earlier on, I was talking about how... Yeah. and Or are we just looking at just plain old human nature? And, and you know, I like the line... There's a line in um, the book and in the movie, The Man Who Planted Trees. Where they're talking about that one town that went to hell. And, um, there were, uh, they were, they were competitive in virtue and they were competitive in vice. Hmm. And so I, you know, I kind of wonder if everything was great and then, um, I don't know, the, in idle mind is the devil's playground. And then they were competitive in vice. They were competitive on who could, you know, say they had it the worst or whatever. But, you know, what I would like to see in a community at some point is if one or even three people start in on a negativity loop, that somebody in the community would hear it and step in and say, that's not okay. The thing that you're doing right here is threatening my community. I plan on being here for decades and I want there to be more people here and more awesome happening here and more good stuff. I'm invested. I've got a lot going on here and you and your whole negativity thing there is threatening my awesome.
1: I think there was a a contingent of Ant Village residents that were invested in the Ant Village Challenge. And then when they didn't have that, they didn't and they did their other income streams didn't work out, they didn't know how they could be there long term. So then they started whittling away at you and doing a founder syndrome thing. Because you wouldn't give them price fixed rent and ability to work off site and all well, of these other things. So there were there was more than just forty seven that had these issues. So I think there was I think that's where yeah.
0: Okay. All right. All right. Uh, I'm going to... I don't agree with, with your analysis, but I'm going to embrace it for a moment and say, come on down to boot camp. Right. And we're going to feed you. And, you know, if you put a few extra hours in, we will put coin in your pocket every month. And and then it pays your rent. Yeah. You know? and uh, And then on top of that, you can build up some fish and you get enough fish... And we will send boot camp over to your property for a week and uh, help you build shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's kind of like, I'm I'm having a, so yeah. it's like, sure, you know, but no, we can't do boot camp well, because boot camp. I'm not getting paid $40 an hour. Right. And I'm sorry, I don't think the, the, the people that you have in your mind right now, I don't think any of them have ever seen $40 an hour, but it did seem like. Man, they wanted forty dollars an hour. And it's kinda like high. yeah. You know No,
1: I'm a, with you. Yeah. That's a
0: professional way. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so all right, all right. Um, let's see. I think almost anybody else trying to start a community will not have to worry about this much backlash if you the listener tried to start a similar community and forty seven Posted all this about you, then I think people would write it off as sour grapes or dirty laundry. I, on the other hand, have been banning people from permies for more than a decade, mostly corporate trolls, and those corporate trolls have created a community on Reddit with other icky people. In fact, the uh, permaculture subreddit uh, has 45,000 readers. I started the homestead subreddit three years later and it now has 121,000 readers. We have had people go to permies and post hate about communities or woof sites or whatever and we delete it. There have been individuals that have screwed me or robbed me and I do not publicly drag them through the mud. But what I have done on these occasions is to find their competition and promote the hell out of the competition. The exception in today's podcast would be the Fauches, But I have been asked repeatedly to respond to that, and it has their name on it. I actually wrote something on Permies due to something they said during the PDC, but as I was going to leave them anonymous, uh, wait... But I was going to leave them anonymous. But as I was writing it, their video came out. So I said something like, "And they couldn't wait. So here they are to tell you just how awful I am." So I've actually posted their video to Permies Right. Yeah. Uh, and I posted it the day that they uh, that they put it up. Yeah. When the Fauches left, I thought I would write the bit at Permies about how some people don't like me and leave their names out, and then I simply would not mention them again or work with them again. Personally, I think their video really reflects poorly on them. Plus, they have a previous video out that mentions how they think community sucks. So I kind of think they just might have plenty more hate to spread around to other communities. The grand summary of the Fatch video, I am trying to take on a difficult task. They are not trying to take on a difficult task. They seem to be cool with hating on somebody for trying, and their full list of reasons are that I lock a gate, and that they they would not lock, that they say that they would not lock, and there was a mouse in the willow feeder. So, what we see is a handful of dumb people Standing up to say, look at me, I'm low on character and kind of dumb. Now I see a Jocelyn note.
1: <laughs> I, it was just so strange. Um, I really did try to find out too. I mean, I, I'd been a little bit baffled by it, but the more I think about it, I think a lot of it is, um, a founder syndrome. They all had a different idea on why you were bad and they oh, all yeah. you know, they all did I, this I think tribal if, thing. If
0: the Fauches tried to create a community and forty seven hmm. went there, hmm. I think forty seven would hate it there even more. I don't think he would last two years. Hmm. And but I also think that if forty seven went anywhere, he wouldn't last two years. Yeah. I, I think that he's like and I think the same thing is to be said for the for the patches. If they go to, to some community they're not gonna make it two years.
1: Well, it just seemed like such a sheeple thing. I was trying to talk to somebody about the upset about the mouse and the pooper and I was you know, they're like, Well, it's just wrong. It's just bad. You just shouldn't have that. It's just wrong and you know, you could get diseases and and yes, it's icky and creepy and Stuff happens on a homestead. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I was just like, well, it's just wrong. And I just couldn't get around how this person was just not even willing to have any kind of, uh, charitable view about, oh, you know, I mean, what, what's something else that would just happen on a homestead? Oh, the deer ate all your lettuce. You know, it's like, Well, that's just raw. You know what I mean? I mean, you.
0: And, and what do you do? You make the best of it. You, you repair it. You fix it. You, you do things.
1: And you try to make it better. And this was, and this was the thing. This was, uh, the Chateau de Pou. You do not have to provide that for people, but you have. And nobody offered to help fix it. Nobody offered. Like, oh they yeah, didn't even I'll just.
0: Poop. Let us know there was a problem.
1: Yeah, they didn't let it, you know, there was a problem. They didn't offer to help fix it. They've never offered to help contribute cans to store the poop or, you know, it, I mean, just yeah. all of these different things. It's, it's just this expectation that, oh yeah, you, you, you know, it's just wrong. So, uh, and, and yeah, if you're Which- not wanting to live off grid, And with the wildlife, then yes, move somewhere else. I just thought of something. Okay, so
0: 47, and we'll just say it was only 47 for the, for the what thing I'm about to say. 47 says, ooh, a mouse in the chateau. Oh, that's, that's terrible. That's disgusting. That's, that's, you know, bad hygiene. That's, I think a lovely person Would have solved the mouse problem that moment and then nobody would have ever known that there was a mouse. I mean, I could, I mean, if, I think that if Fred was up there and Fred was the one that saw the mouse, he would have, you know, gotten the mouse out and then, um, that would be the end of it and closed the fucking lid.
1: Or at the very least, figured out a time to deal with it later, you know, if uh, other higher priorities. But, yeah, a, a community member that wants a healthy community would be looking for ways to help solve issues or, and, and correct problems. And and possibly,
0: probably. I think I'm, I'm thinking like a lovely person would have solved the issue like, oh, ick, that's gross and disgusting. So I'm going to do something to solve the problem and I mean there's uh, you know a bunch of different ways it could be solved you know quickly while you're there Um, but like solve it rather than like not solve it not tell anybody and then you know post it on the internet what a horrible awful thing it is that there was a mouse you know and, and it's kind of like um so I think that 47 by posting this has told the world more about him than about us. And I think really this whole diatribe, and, and, in, in fact, um, uh, we're, oh, we go on to the positive stuff here in a moment. But I think this, this whole thing for, for 47 and the Fauches and the puddle people, um, I think it reflects extremely poorly on all of them. Whereas even though they're pointing out how awful I am,
1: yeah, I, I think if someone thinks your willow feeder design is not good and they have a better design, I think, I think I did finally ask somebody, well, what's a bet, you know, what do you think is better? And that person said, Human um, you no, know, it's a bucket that you put the lid, you seal the lid on the bucket every time. And I was like, really?
0: It sounds like it would be difficult to open every time. Sometimes right. you don't have a lot of time. <laughs>
1: right. And, and then plus, you know, if that's underneath the toilet seat, I, I don't know. Anyway, but they're like, oh, no, you seal it every time. And I was like, what? Who These who has...
0: Gases exchange.
1: Who has a toilet like that? You know, but but I could see... I could see someone, most of the time, the people I've talked to, they want to be more cavalier about poop than you are. And I appreciate that you're not cavalier about poop and, and trying to find ways to handle poop less and all the other things I mentioned. But I could see someone thinking, well, I don't really like Paul's system Then you use your own system, (laughs) you know. Uh, I don't. That that
0: meets the same criteria, right? And like, all right, let's hear about your system that meets the same criteria.
1: Yeah, or bring it up at a feast night, or bring it up in email to you. Like, oh, I have a concern about this. What? How about if we do X, Y, and Z? You know, to fix this issue, I you would be totally into that. Anyway, so sorry. Alright. A little much about
0: poop. The result of all this, it did make me really sad that Evan and Kyle left. I did not see that coming. Uh that was gut wrenching to me. That was I mean, man, they had a real beautiful plot going. They they had food, they had shelter. Um, you know, it's like they at fence it's like it was happening, man. People are going to leave. They will fall in love with somebody tied to the grid. They will decide it isn't a fit and quietly move on. The reasons are infinite. And there have been several lovely people that were ants who tried, learned a lot about themselves, and went elsewhere. In hindsight, I guess those are the people with strength of character.
1: Yeah, it it was heart-wrenching and heartbreaking to me too. I um I'm slow to build connections with people. I'm really really slow and careful to build connections with people. But once I do, it's I tend to have a fondness and a love for people for who they are, all of their flaws. And and the people in Ant Village, I was really finding ways that I loved and appreciated all of them, even if I'm not overly sappy or overly, you know, effusive about that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm a pretty reserved, quiet person. But... It, it was heart wrenching and, and the bad press was really, really hard for me too. I think it affected both of our health this last summer and is a big part of how you had gallstones and gout in some ways. Maybe. Uh, Um. The stress, the stress for me was really intense, really, really difficult. um so you know let alone the sadness of losing some really wonderful sweet people um and i even include 47 in that even though here we are you know bashing yeah. what he what he wrote i think there's uh it was just very very sad i was baffled uh at how people had just decided you were awful and and it was just kind of a weird thing you um, and so anyway we well, I think an important thing
0: is for all of this is that you were here for all of this you've yeah. been here the whole time mm-hmm. and you've been able so then you read all this stuff uh, you're you're intimately aware of all of the complaints mm-hmm. and and it's like my analysis is I mean my analysis is what I just conveyed, um, but it's like really, uh, this list of complaints is empty. I mean, I feel like I feel like through all of this, in the end, I'm fucking awesome, and this is this is not just this isn't even dirty laundry. This is fictitious dirty laundry. It's like you had to spin this in order to... He had to fester on this for a month to come up with this.
1: Well, and I think more than just 47, I think they did not have the income they had dreamed they would have by now. And they tried to get you to change the rules so that they could do different things. You know, multiple different things. And... And I, it keeps coming back to that for me. And the thing oh, is... Oh, and
0: I tried all kinds of things to put money in their pocket. And oh, I it's, know. And it was bizarre. Yeah. It was really bizarre. Yeah. And it's like, okay, come work 40 hours a week, and I will put coin in your pocket. And it's like, ah, uh, I just need enough money to make a cell phone payment. Um, But I don't want to work on that, and I don't want to work on that. I'll work on that. And I'll say I'll do the whole thing, but I'll only do 20% and then insist on getting paid for half. Oh, I know. Uh- and, and it's like it just turned into crazy. And it's kind of like, you know what? If you had to go get a fucking job and they said be here at 9 a.m., you wouldn't say, ah, you know what? I just need enough money for, you know, a cell phone payment. Can I come and work this week for three hours? And I'm going to tell you three, but I'm actually going to show up for only one. But I kind of need you to pay me for seven. And then I'll come back next month on my time and... Well, well, no, an employer is going to be like hell, no.
1: Well, and there, it wouldn't have been quite as bad as what you're describing uh, in really? some cases. I think
0: I'm not exaggerating. Oh,
1: okay, maybe in some cases you're right, but I, I think there are ways things could have been worked out, and since people. Didn't want to, even as heart wrenching and heartbreaking as it was. It's it's good that they decided to leave. Yeah, that's that's really the upside of this, is that that's not the type of community we want to build. And so, for even okay. though it was heartbreaking, it's good that they're moving on.
0: I think Evan and Kai were on the cusp of going cash positive and um for a lot of reasons i mean they were so close
1: i wanted to buy duck eggs from them
0: so um uh but and i think but i i also think that you know i'm not sure how much of it was was tied in um all right yeah where do we go from here we continue Somebody bought 47's improvements. Somebody else bought Evan's improvements. There are a couple of other structures available that are not quite as far along. I have composed something about how we are trying to build community. It is an attempt to encourage folks to make a graceful exit. I'll post it after the podcast goes out so the essay can reference the podcast. Uh, Lily. Uh, is putting together workshops and the Peasant PDC. Uh, the Peasant PDC starts in late May. It'll be damn cheap, especially for people on the dailyish. So if you're on the dailyish and you want to attend, we're going to put out a super early bird price that will be freaky cheap.
1: If you go to richsoil.com, isn't that where you can sign up for the daily? Yeah,
0: richsoil.com slash email. Yes. Okay. Um it'll be about 30 days long, and the hands-on part will be to make Allerton Abbey into a gardener's paradise. And so we will be building hugelkultur culture beds and junk pole fence. Um, there'll be a little bit of cob work that still needs to be done. Um, there'll be it'll be awesome. Um, the bottom line. This style of community is working. The metric from Community Succeeding is to have people that have been here for longer than two years. Fred came for a few weeks and has now been here for two and a half years. Jesse has now been here for over two years. We have been here for over two years. We're still here. (laughs) Someday we'll have a couple dozen people living on the lab. And when somebody starts to say 47-like things, I hope that the community helps him find a graceful exit so that it doesn't tarnish things for the rest of the community. There have been people that saw this as something really bad and they contacted me to say, "Is it true? Or you have to do something about this." And my thinking is I think a person of below average intellect can look at this without me saying anything and see that it's stupid. 47 says, "I was there for 2 years and it was terrible." Then why get, why not get out on day one? The Fouch video is riddled with contradictions. Don't bring your kids! Or just stupid shit. They locked their gate! And then at the Rocket Mass Eater Jamboree, all the students saw this stuff and it was clear to them that it was stupid. We had a wonderful group of students at the Jamboree. Pure heaven. We had some really great students at the PDC-ATC this year, too. But with the seven icky people on their campaign of ick, it sort of put a downer on the whole thing. But we've had some seriously awesome events here over the years, and you don't realize how it is really awesome students that make an awesome event until you have an event with some sour students. Permies has grown about 20% this year. And we delete all the negative Nelly stuff from all the corporate trolls and naturally icky people. We also publish only the stuff that is organic or better. So if you want a place to study permaculture online, Permes is the place. But we need to move forward with the big push to become a permaculture paradise theme park of sorts. We have some great beginnings. We have a dozen rocket mass heaters in use, plus four other rockety things, oven, hot water heaters, and kiln. Objects of profound beauty are here, with more coming online. We are beginning to transition from a strong focus on natural building into a strong focus on food systems. I mean, a lot of people have mentioned, like, where's the food systems and stuff like that. And we do have some food systems, but we haven't really put as much time into them as we want because we've been focusing on natural building. To have perennial gardens, gardeners here, you need to have a home that makes it through the winter. And now I think that we've got a nice collection of winter homes. The key is to move forward despite the negative nillies. The overall forward velocity is determined by human beings and money. Of course, I do hope that there are 100,000 permaculture sites moving forward all over the world. At the same time, when people contemplate whether permaculture is for them or not, they do wish to take a look at the examples. I do think that in six more years we will have a good example, but of course it depends entirely on people and money. After all, the core of permaculture is about replacing petroleum with people, and as we all know, people tend to come with a drama package, which is why most farmers prefer petroleum over people. So we need to keep trying. And eventually, we will have a collection of people that are low on drama and heavy on permaculture awesomeness. The money is to help get things going. A few years ago, all of my permaculture income streams added up to pizza money. With Adrian's help, we transformed into rent money and then project money. With a combination of hard work, creativity, and luck, I had a moment in time where Coin came in to buy land and start some projects. That dried up. And now we lean entirely on the permaculture bits and bobs created over the years—DVDs, cards, PDC videos, etc. Oh, by the way, it's December, <laughs> and people are buying the permaculture cards like crazy. And, That's awesome. Um, I, I'm, I'm sure that—I mean, I don't know what—what what is today? December the seventh. Um, but it's the eighth. It's the eight. I think, I'm sure we've sold over a thousand decks now and, uh, we're, we're moving a lot of cards. And so stocking stuffers, as well as like, if your family thinks you're fucking nuts because of this permaculture thing, you keep talking about, then the deck is designed so you can hand them a deck and in 15 seconds, they will think that you are less crazy. (laughs) That's the design of the whole deck. Okay. So if, uh, so the card DVD card DVDs cards PDC videos etc so if people buy this stuff it goes into moving all this forward I did see six patrons from my patreon stuff drop me that's out of 60 uh, so 10% loss and my patreon stuff has made it so I can pay people to help me with video editing and creating images for my articles and audio editing for podcasts When I first did Patreon, I was kind of like, I don't think this is my thing. I don't want to do it. But it turns out I found a way to set it up so I am comfortable with it. And uh, the Patreon stuff is turning into the lifeblood of this stuff. It really
1: gets you excited.
0: Yeah, I uh, we've I mean now that like we've got people help, helping with the editing, the video yeah. editing, yeah. and uh, all the other things, it's like it's yeah, I'm I'm kind of getting back in my saddle on that. We've cranked out a lot of videos lately. <laughs> uh, I think it'd be great to see. Uh, to see a huge amount for my Patreon stuff, I think that would piss off the Negative Nellies. Just a dollar is great. If folks are cool with more, you can put in something like $20 and then set the maximum per month to $20. So it looks like I get $300 per thing but I really only get $300 for the first thing. Uh, the last thing for the month has something like I, this last month I did like 15 things, and the last one was like $23. Mm-hmm. But the negative Nellies don't know that. Plus, there's just something about the way that my Patreon is set up now uh, and the way that people there interact. It's feeling, uh, it's feeding something in me far beyond the dollars. Uh, Willie Smits. I asked him, how did you get all of that land? And he said, billionaire guy. Yeah. Of course, it would be amazing to have that. And, of course, I'm no Willie Smits. Here's an idea I came up with a few weeks ago based on a conversation with a Permian. I would like to find two or three people... That would like to build spec houses, or spec wafatis. Uh-huh. Basically take an acre on the lab, build a wafati fence and culture, and then sell it. Possibly rent it for workshops and stuff until it is sold. I get the impression that there are people that are willing to do deep roots here, but they want a turnkey property. At least something humble while they build something dreamy. And here's a Jocelyn note in the middle of my stuff. <laughs>
1: I, I think what I'd like to say is we know a lot of the structures here are pretty rough and, you know, built by amateurs. And even some of our rocket mass heaters aren't as beautiful as some of the other rocket mass heaters out there. I, I turned my face away from the mic to look at the rocket mass heater in our living room. Um And, you know, our food systems are not quite there yet. We know this, and we're pretty honest about this. I don't think we're scamming anybody. Um, Though we dream of having more and more beauty and artistry and craftsmanship here. Easy for me to say. (laughs) And I want more flowers, and the bees do too. And I keep planting more every year. The key to this is more people and to get more people it's more refined living structures you know and the winter structures and so i'm repeating paul a little bit um and now we have, as he mentioned, the better heat in the cabins at base camp. So I wrote this before I knew you were going to say oh, this okay. and all some right, of this right, stuff. Right. So, um, and we need more of that at the lab, too. So the spec houses on the lab would help us get more people here. So we have the more robust um, community to support all this.
0: The grandest solution of all, do good things. Help somebody on permies attend lovely workshops. It doesn't have to be ours. Just just attend lovely workshops. Um, buy a lovely permaculture books, thus supporting people that are actually doing something. Right. I mean that's the only, A lot of this is anonymous. From people that aren't doing things, you know. There's there's people that have really put me- mega effort in um, the books, the permaculture books. Th- those are people that have like dozens of years of experience that have you know put together uh, a book, and as opposed to somebody anonymous on the internet saying ugly things.
1: Well, and there's even things like uh, Carl Treen's food forest card game.
0: You know. Oh right, all yeah. Different
1: things like that. Know
0: Know that half of the so-called people on the Internet are corporate trolls and do not feed the trolls. Vote with your dollar. Give gifts to your future self. Uh, I think a lot of permaculture is giving a gift to your future self. Share good stuff. and, And please come and share the good stuff on permies use Permis to boost good people doing good things. We can bring a lot of attention to lovely people, and I'd love to see a lot more of our resources at Permis go to um, helping lovely people. The 2018 uh, playing field will be different, as with every year, every year ever. It was the best of times. (laughs) It was the worst of times. (laughs) I am worried that people will choose to not share their permaculture experiences because they will become hate targets by dumb fucks, like what happened to me. And I had a thought that lasted for three seconds of the nature of, fuck this noise, but I can't kid myself. I'm not just bonkers about permaculture, but about infecting millions of brains with permaculture. By the way, I, don't, I think since the last podcast, we crossed the 100 million mark.
1: No, really? Yeah. Ha,
0: so cool. in all time, for, for Permies and Rich Soil and my YouTube channel, that we have reached more than 100 million people. And that's, wow. that's estimated. Estimated, of course. I mean, but it's based on a lot of factors. But right now at is I think we're getting about 1.4 million people per month. And we're serving something like 22 million page views per month. So, you know, a lot of growth, a lot of activity. Um. I still choose to dedicate the few days I have left on this planet to improving the forward velocity of permaculture and solving problems with community. And yes, there will be icky people saying icky things and icky people believing those icky things. And at the same time, there are amazingly awesome people struggling to do amazing things. That's it. That's the last piece of paper. <laughs> there were a lot
1: of pages to that.
0: There were. <laughs> there were. And we did it all in one
1: day. We did. I I am looking forward to a more positive community and more positive stuff happening for you and I. And just us... Doing more to focus and integrate the good things. Just you know,
0: I uh, what would be great, and, and and you and I have talked about this many times is if we had somebody that was a Betty, somebody that loved to cook and um, grow a garden, and wanted to live here, and um, and be part of our community. And you know what? It's 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 good to fantasize. It's good to pretend. I I love the idea that um, there are... In fact, I I kind of feel like we need to get a critical mass. We need to get to the point that there are six to eight really wonderful people here. And then if icky people come, then the the icky people will either pretend to be lovely for the sake of getting along with the lovely people, or they'll go, because it's not a fit. And... um, but I, I think we gotta get to this, uh, this, this critical mass. Um, I, we're, we're working with, I mean, we are going to, 2018 is gonna be packed all year with, with events and workshops. And of course, I think we'll be able to rent out the structures all year because of all the events and workshops and just some people who wanna come and hang out here for a while. Um, I think most people are going to do their own permaculture thing on their own plot or their own way or something like that. But, um, I love the idea. I mean, remember the first year we had so many people come out and spend two weeks out here helping to get started and the Chateau des Pous took three months to build (laughs) and it's like, um, but it got built, it got done. And those are hand-split shakes, baby. (laughs) Yes, yes. So uh, we've come so far. And we've got so much to be really thankful for. I mean, there's a lot of really, really cool stuff here. And it has so little to do with me and everything to do with the people that have come. Um, The amount of that that has my actual sweat on it is very little. I... I made Serviceberry Terrace. I drug the structures up there. That's, you know, a thing. I, I, you know, for a while I was the premier excavator driver, so I did a lot of excavator stuff. But for a lot of these projects, I barely touched them.
1: I, I still would like to kind of close with, you are the larger than life character that has this place happening. And, and without you, Um, I wouldn't be here. A lot of people wouldn't be here, wouldn't have experienced... Wouldn't have tried. Yeah. What they did.
0: Ernie said a really cool thing during the PDC. He said, uh, you know, there's tons of communities. Nearly all of them fail. And if you want to be part of a community, that it's either going to cost you $50,000 to get in to a good community that exists, Or you can join something that's just starting like this one. And it's going to be rough in the beginning. Um, But the reward will hopefully come later. And I do believe... I passionately believe that we're going to get there and we're going to have a permaculture paradise. There have been a lot of people that come and think that we have it now, but I think, no, no, no. We're (laughs) we're, we're a long ways away still. Um, But uh, you were talking about how some rocket mass heaters are more beautiful than others. Uh... The one that's in the red cabin now is particularly beautiful. That's true. It is. The new cyclone, yes. I think that the one in the TP is really beautiful. Yes. I think that the one in Cooper, Cooper cabin, cabin is really beautiful. That's true. Those are I nice. think this one is close. It needs to be finished. <laughs> and Ooh. it's like, you know, there's a story there for that. Yes. Um I I think that uh, we've got a, a lot of beautiful. I think that the, the one in the classroom is pretty beautiful, especially now with the couch balcony. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. That's fun. That's very so, fun. So uh uh we got some beauty with Willow Wonka.
1: Yes, I love that art that Erica put on there. So yeah. yeah, we are. We're getting more and more more fun stuff. I love the eyes on the solar food dehydrator even. So Oh right. We're getting more and more beauty and fun and um uh making little inroads every day that we can.
0: So I think coming here now. Is, and it's a big step forward. In fact, there are, if a person came to be an ant now, there is uh, a plot that has most of a structure on it. Um, so a person could just choose that as their acre. Um, you know there's i'm not sure if there's anything else I mean I kind of wonder uh Ben that there's the bear den and he had something else built, which I never saw mm-hmm. um that would be an interesting structure but so I think it's easier now than it was four years ago For much sure. easier, much nicer there's so many more options, yeah, I think that the boot camp program is a great way and and then a person can come and join the boot camp program and we currently have a deal where after one year they get an acre. So um, I think we're going to do it. I think it's happening. I think there's going to be a beautiful community here. But, yeah, there's going to be drama. And um, But I also think that the result of this podcast is that this podcast is making it so there will be less drama in the future. And it'll be much heavier on the lovely.
1: I hope. I know you wanted lots of feedback from your 12 listeners as you put it, yes. the 12 people that groove on your stuff. You wanted lots of feedback on what uh, this, what they think about all these things we brought up.
0: So, there will be a thread at Permese for this podcast and please post to that thread. I look forward to reading your comments. So, uh, if you like this sort of thing come on out to the forums at permies.com where we talk about community homesteading and and permaculture all the time time. don't forget go out to patreon.com slash paul wheaton and make a pledge for future artifacts